It's time for Bring It Outdoors on B93.3. Brought to you by The Power Lodge, SCR Northern, Thielen Meats, Tracker Boating Center, Vimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Liveax Marine in Isle, SW Bait and Tackle, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Freedom Firearms, Newman Construction, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, Your Ice Castle Dealer in Pine River, Crow Wing Recycling, Canvas Tech, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, SPR Motorsports and Marine, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors, Brian Moon. A bit of a different show this week. Uh, we've got lake reports from across the state. We're going to head down to the Twin Cities Metro, talk to Brian Koshinina with Muskies and More Guide Service, see what's happening down there. We'll also head out to Ottertail, talk to Eric Osberg with the Outdoor Report. He's got the latest from Ottertail Lake. Ray Gildow is going to break down Pelican. And uh, let us know what's been happening with that lake in the last couple of years and what's going to happen going forward, plus another great recipe from Chef Joel from Black Bear Lodge and Saloon. All that and more on this week's edition of Brainerd Outdoors. And we'll kick off the show with our Lake and Field segment brought to you by Oars and Mine and Crosby. No matter if your goal is pike, trout, walleye, or bass, Oars and Mine gives you 10 different ways to get the bite. Next time you're in the Cuyuna area, Oars and Mine, a must-stop located on Highway 6 in Crosby. And we'll kick off the show with our local report. We bring in Ray Gildow with the Nisswa Guides League. And, of course, Ray always keeps us updated on uh, Lake Winnie and then the immediate Brainerd Lakes area. We always, Ray, like to start up on Winnie. And uh, we're heading into uh, some warmer temperatures and stuff. It's going to be interesting to see how things go up there. The fish have definitely transitioned in Winnie. They've gone off those shore breaks, and they've moved out into the humps. Uh, Bina uh, Bar and some of those other bars now are starting to produce fish. And uh, so that's uh, what we're going to see here now with these warm temperatures, 90 degrees in the cities and upper 80s up in our area. Uh, We're going to see transitions now, I think, in most of our lakes. Most of these walleyes are going to start moving from the shallower waters into the deeper waters. Uh, It doesn't hurt to go down even to 25, 26 feet in some of these areas. But the bite has been pretty good on Leech, or on Winnie, rather. Not only walleyes, but the bass bite's been very good up there, too. And uh, so it, it's, it's been a pretty good week. Uh, there was a tournament last weekend. Fifty women were fishing there. They did pretty well, got some very nice fish. So uh, I think the report from Winnie so far has been very, very positive. So if you're, looking, if you're in that area, uh, go to the high banks, give those folks a shot. At, uh, they'll tell you where to go on the lake if you're not familiar with it and uh, give you a chance to get out there and get some nice walleyes. Jumping to the Brainerd area a little bit, Brian, the water temperatures are definitely warming with this warm temperature finally, start, finally starting to feel like summer. And we're going to see vegetation now, I think, starting to green up. Uh, it's been a very, very cold spring, as we all know, and that has uh, caused a lot of our uh, vegetation growth just to be pretty much not growing at all, not growing very fast, like our gardens. So now that we've got nice warm weather, we're going to start seeing some of that vegetation starting to green up. <clears throat> and we're going to find, I think, that the bass will start biting a little bit better as that happens. The lakes in the Brainerd area, we're starting to see a transition there, too. The fish have moved out from those shallower waters. They're moving back into the deeper waters now. And uh, it's a time to start thinking about Lindy rigs because uh, early this spring, the uh, middle bite was really good with jigs. And a lot of guys were doing pretty well just with slip bobbers and leeches, as I mentioned before on Gaul, just getting away from the from the boat. And so now we should start seeing those fish going back into 22, 23, 24 feet of water 
where you can have a little bit better luck uh, when, you, when you're Lindy rigging. The bite on uh, North Long has slowed down a little bit. Uh, it was very good there for about a week. And the bite on the whitefish chain is starting to pick up. Uh, I would say your best bets for this week would probably be upper whitefish and middle, unless you're familiar with the other lakes there. The lower can be good too, but uh, upper and middle has, seems to be the best early spots. And uh, don't be afraid to go down 22, 23 feet there. And <clears throat> don't be afraid to start going to minnows. If you don't mind spending the money on red-tailed chubs, that's a really good bet to go with this time of the year. So that's been uh, starting to bite there. It's not consistent. Even though the wind's been consistent this past week, a few days, uh, the bite wasn't consistent. One day, guys would do really well, catch eight or nine or ten fish. Next day, they'd go out there and get one or two. So it's kind of up and down, and that's not unexpected, I guess, for our area. Just a side note, uh, Malax, that walleye fishing on Malax has been phenomenal. And people have been doing... I think the best there, you probably have talked to Steve about this, but uh, leeches and lindy rigs just before dark or 6, 7 o'clock in the evening has been very good. And uh, that's that's a good technique to, to try on all of our lakes now is to go, be going with those leeches and those slip bobbers. It's a very effective way along with the lindy rigging. Uh, there's also been uh, a crankbait bite on most of our evening lakes, uh, most of the lakes in the evening, I should say, North Long and Gull Lake and pelican uh, have all been producing some fish at night, working along those vegetation lines, trolling crankbaits, and you don't have to be real deep, and the later you go into the evening, the shallower you can go. Uh, long line those over the top of that vegetation, uh, get back to 100, 115 feet, and you're going to pick up some walleyes. Uh, I've kind of selected this week uh, to feature one of the Brainerd's most popular lakes, uh, Pelican Lake. And Pelican Lake is a lake of about 3,900 uh, littorial acre, acres, uh, 8,000, 8, rather, 367 acres. There's 27 miles of shoreline on uh, Pelican. And the maximum depth, it's a very deep lake, the maximum depth is 104 feet. Now, that's pretty deep. And it's a very, very clear lake, and it's a historically naturally clear lake. There are zebra mussels in Pelican, but it's not uncommon. And over the years that I've fished it, we will catch our walleyes in the spring even uh, in 26 to 28 feet of water because it is so clear. Uh, those walleyes are pretty deep, and they're working along those weed lines. Uh, it's one of the largest and most popular lakes in the Brainerd area. It's heavily developed along most of the shoreline, and there are four, four public accesses and a public swimming beach that provide recreational opportunities. As I said, the maximum depth is about 104 feet, and about 47% of the lake is only 15 feet deep or less. Shallow water consists primarily of sand, although there are areas of gravel, rubble, marl, and silt. The aquatic plant community is very diverse, with 38 species present, and is critical to maintaining healthy fish populations. I've been exchanging uh, emails this week with Mark Bocchigalupi, who is the Area Fisheries Supervisor, and my question to him was, uh, in the 80s and early 90s, Pelican was a, probably one of the best walleye lakes that we had, and it has not been producing fish like that the last few years. And Mark says, it's interesting that you asked me about that, because we have been studying the lake, and we uh, are trying to get those numbers back up to where they once were, and it's been a real challenge. 
they fought, they stack about or stock about uh, 3.9 million fry in Pelican Lake each year, to, uh, and there is some reproduction in the lake. Uh, gillnet numbers were average uh, in 2014. Uh, I didn't look at the last year's data, so but the average size has been pretty good. 84% of the fish marked 12 inches or longer. Uh, so they are working on a plan. In fact, they're meeting with the Lakeshore Association this, this weekend to look at what they're going to do to try to bump up the walleye numbers on, uh, on Pelican. However, uh, there is still good fishing on Pelican, and he said that uh, a couple of the tournament, uh, local club tournaments have gone out in the evenings and have had about the same success in the evenings fishing Pelican that they have on North Long. So if you know what you're doing and you can go out there, you're going to get a chance to pick up two or three or four walleyes on a typical evening. A couple, just a couple other things. The largemouth bass numbers are still pretty solid there. And the northern pike numbers are uh, about three per gill net, which is preferable to higher catch rates because pelican is really primarily managed for walleyes. And uh, panfish numbers are average for a lake of this size, but getting enough of quality might be a challenge. There's a lot of small ones, but there are big ones in there, too. So if you haven't fished Pelican, uh, it's, a, like I said, a very clear lake. It's uh, got a lot of uh, structure. Uh, you can go from the south end, which is Jones Bay. That's uh, one of the pro- really popular areas for walleye fishing. And there are some really, really nice pike in that lake, too. So that's a lake. Don't overlook. Don't get too hung up just on the, the lakes in the immediate area, like Gull and North Lawn. Don't get, don't be afraid to check out Pelican Lake. It is a very very good resource. There you go. Some great stuff from Ray Gildow in Nisswa Guides League. You can check Ray out raygildow.com all over social media and with the Nisswa Guides League as well. Ray, I appreciate it. Great info as always, and we'll check in next week. All right, thanks, Brian. Let's head out to Malax get the report out there. Steve Sapaniak with Predator Guide Service standing by as always. And Steve, uh, very very busy out there. Uh, I'd imagine probably doing a little bit of everything, Steve. It's incredible, Brian. We have gone from smallmouth mode, walleye mode, musky mode numerous times to panfish mode. And, you know, the panfish bug was going fantastic. We got good friends right now up at our cabin. I had a half a day off, so Rod and Judy are joining us, Polarski and my wife. And we did good with panfish yesterday, and today not so good. So they're on the downside. A lot of half-pounder, three-quarter pounders, but the downside is definitely there. Smallmouth bite is continuing as well as the northerns are picking up, Brian. So things are picking up, you know, with the weather picking up, too. Well, with these warmer temps we're going to have now heading into the weekend, they're saying 90s now. So that's going to change things a lot. Well, we got is it's the same thing, you know, you and I have talked about for years, you know, but it usually happens in fall. September is when this happens. It's been happening now the last three weeks. We have the warm days, Brian, and the cool evenings. I've seen water temperatures drop as much as four or five degrees from the uh, evening and everything. And it's hard to get the fish to bite until the water temperature gets up those four or five degrees, which is usually in the next day, midday. So uh, with things being stable and going to continue to be stable, the bite's going to continue to be good, and it's only going to get better on the big pond. Yeah, that's been the thing, too. And as you said, as the water temperatures climb, uh, bass fishing out there is just going to get better and better. Definitely. You know, it's been fun. We've taken smallmouth bass up to just about six pounds right now. The bite has been real good. The uh, smallies have been doing fantastic on the main lake structure, Brian, with the rock reefs, and they've been doing real well into the inside bays and the main bays of the uh, lake. So it's been a good bite all around as far as that goes. I'm surprised and I'm impressed as far as uh, 
largemouth bass are going too. So it's been a win-win situation for the bass. So have you talked to anybody that's been doing some muskie fishing out there, Steve, including yourself? Uh, anything to report there? I have. You know, it's been real tough for a lot of guys. You know, the bite has been difficult. You know, we're seeing fish, but getting them to go has been the hard thing for them. We have seen over 85 fish, Brian, since opener of June 1st, and maybe 12 of them have been under 50 inches, and we're seeing monster fish. We've seen about 15, 20 of them over 55 inches. You know, we get them to we get them to show themselves, but to get them to bite is another story. I think the stable weather will get them more active and should get the bite going better for us. And obviously, uh, catch and release walleye out there as well. So if anglers want to picture fish, Malax a destination. Oh, definitely. It's been the same scenario for ever since the opener. We're catching tons of big fish. I'm catching them smallmouth fishing. My clients are catching them musky fishing. We're catching them northern pike fishing. It's not just a couple of days. We're getting eight, nine, ten a day lately, and they're all good size. So, yeah, you know, like you and I talk about for uh, 12 years now, why go to Canada to catch a walleye of a lifetime and take a picture and release it when you got it right here in beautiful Minnesota, Malak's Lake? There you go. Steve Spaniak, Predator Guide Service. You can check him out at PredatorGuideService.com. I appreciate the info, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, Brian. Thank you. All right. When we come back, we're going to head out to Ottertail Lake. There's a lot happening out there. Eric Osberg with the Outdoor Report has got the latest when we come back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. And we head west to Ottertail and bring in Eric Osberg with the Outdoor Report. First of all, Eric, welcome back. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I, let me start off by saying congratulations. Uh, Ottertail Lake is the destination for the 2020 Governor's Fishing Opener. Thank you. Yeah, we're super excited. And uh, the, we're going to do things not entirely different, but one of, our, one of our ideas is to have the event countywide. So it, it, it's going to be uh, there's going to be a lot of activity on Ottertail Lake it, itself, but but our hope is that we you know we've got over a thousand lakes, so we're going to try to show off as many of them as we can. So we've got some pretty cool ideas about how to make it a countywide celebration. Yeah, and you guys have been working really hard, uh, obviously, to get people more interested in Ottertail, and it's one of my favorite parts of the state. And so uh, people should definitely keep that in mind. And we can't sleep on the fishing. I, I know you and I were talking off air. You're really surprised how well the fishing's been since opener over there. It has, and it's been a it's been a big fish season so far. I hope I'm not jinxing myself, but but we've we've got and, and across the board we've gotten. I I wasn't I wasn't there to witness this, so take this with a grain of salt. But but my boy Willie. Says he got a fifteen and a half inch crappie. He uh, he was he measured it on his arm. It was him and his cousin were fishing off of a dock, and uh, he measured it on his arm. And we measured from the tip to where it was, and his cousin confirmed, yes, that's where it ended. So we've seen a. I haven't, but Willie has seen a fifteen and a half inch crappie. We just went and tried to chase bluegills over the weekend. We didn't find a lot, but we we found a couple of giants, uh, pert near ten inches. We've stumbled into some big walleyes, and, and by big I mean you know mid to upper twenties. And then uh, the other night, Willie and I went out and we caught ourselves a muskie. So it's it's been we're we're on a we're on a good roll here. Again, I hope I don't jinx it, but uh, we've been seeing some quality fish over here. You doing anything special? You fishing up shallow, Eric, or or doing anything that's out of the ordinary? 
Well, I, we're going fishing a lot. You know, that's that that helps, right? If you want to catch more fish, go fishing more often. As far as the size goes, we've been changing things up a little. You know, I've got my normal milk runs. Like when I'm trolling cranks at night on Ottertail Lake, you know, I'm usually up on top of the flats and, and, and less than 10 feet of water. And we've been finding the bigger fish. Um, they're still, uh, right now they're probably moving off a little bit more, but, you know, we've moved out a little bit deeper trolling cranks in that 15 foot range with a little bit bigger crankbaits. Um, that, that has probably helped. Um, I, it might be that we're, we're just hitting the right lakes at the right time too. To answer your question, what are we doing differently? I, I think it's just, I didn't fish Ottertail area until three, four years ago. So I think I'm starting to figure out a game plan. Okay, these fish on this lake should be going now. And these fish on this lake should be going now. And these fish on this lake should be going now. So um, always being careful about aquatic invasive species. But but that's the nice thing about all the variety over here is, is you can be in the right place at the right time. And as long as you're paying attention to the conditions, I will say this, the water temps are still super low. Um, I don't know that bluegills have spawned yet on some of these lakes. We were, when we were out this weekend, I mean, 67 degree water temps, which is pretty darn low. I, you know, with this warm weather now, we should be getting up into the more consistent seventies, but, um, you know, maybe that's been helping keep those big fish shallow a little longer than normal. Who knows? But uh, or maybe we've just been getting lucky. But it's it's been it's been a fun summer so far. Well, and you've always said there's no shortage of panfish lakes around there. You kind of coined the term panfish paradise over there, and obviously that that's the case. Yeah, and and so the the crappie bite has been phenomenal. In in the you know the crappies and bluegills they have different biology, right? They do things at different times, and and we were able to get onto onto some crappies early. They were you know, later than normal. They weren't in the shallows as early as they normally are. Um, and like I said, I, I think the, the bluegills, some of them are spawning or on beds and I don't like to beat them up too much when they're on beds, but, but I, you know, I, I think because of the low water temps, those, those bluegills, the best fishing is yet to come. And, and when I talk about big bluegills, I mean, we're talking, you know, a 10 inch is, is very doable an 11 inch is possible. And, and they, they get bigger than that. So, I mean, we, I like to say we have world-class crappie and bluegill fishing over here. It's just a matter of finding the right lakes and, and hitting them at the right time. How's the bass fishing over there been, Eric? <laughs> bass fishing's been awesome, too. That's, <laughs> we, that's, there's, then there's that, right? I, I, and we were out this last weekend, and we were looking for big bluegills. And, like I said, we stumbled into a couple of rogues, but... By the end of the, the trip, we're casting spinnerbaits for bass and catching bass. I mean, it's it's a lot of the lakes over here. I mean, you've got your traditional walleye lakes, but a lot of them are, are panfish bass lake. And so as long as you're not, if you're into catching fish, right, like if you don't get too, okay, I have to go catch bluegills today or I have to go catch crappies today. When you get to the lake, it'll tell you what it wants to give you, right? And, and as long as you're willing to roll with the punches and adapt, you could have, I don't know if I'd say world-class bass fishing, but we've seen 19, 20-inchers, you know, and those those are nothing to laugh at. Um, those are four or five-pound bass. And you have a day or a morning or an evening of catching those, and 
<laughs> your thumb will be all tore up and you should have a smile on your face. And one last thing on the fishing end of it, uh, Eric, you had texted me too. People shouldn't sleep on some sturgeon fishing over that way. That can be very good too. Yeah, and that's a that's a super niche thing, right? Like like but it's but it's available. There there is a catch and release only season. It it just opened on June fifteenth, I believe. And and Ottertail Lake, if anybody spent any time on Ottertail, whether you're walleye fishing or whatever, there's a lot of big sturgeon in there. Um, the DNR has been 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 reintroducing. They were native to the to the system, but then they they got wiped out. So the DNR has been reintroducing them. And there's there's thirty, forty, dare I say, fifty inch sturgeon swimming around, and and they're a little harder to target because it's a big, huge lake. And where do you start? But if you're looking for something different, you know, sturgeon get really popular in April up up on the Rainy River, and I love that too. But that's that can be rough fishing. So if you've ever if you've ever sturgeon fished on the rainy and thought, man, this would be fun if it was warm out and it wasn't snowing or sleeting or whatever, come on up, get out the otter tail, drive around, soak some worms on a big circle hook, and um, they're there. I mean, they're they're my biggest my biggest sturgeon last summer I caught by accident uh, was walleye fishing, and it was forty five, forty six inches, <laughs> and and that's his, that's his, again puts a pretty big smile on your face that's for sure one last thing eric i did want to touch on we've got a very very uh well and popular high school fishing team here in the brainerd area i know pequot lakes has got a really good one too and some other ones are popping up in some of the area towns as well you guys just fired one up there in wadena as well yes we did the wadena deer creek fishing team we we've had our first event we were Fortunate enough to be able to to join the Hardo Lakes Fishing League, which is which is you know Fergus Falls, Purim, Breck, Pelican Rapids. I, I'm going to miss a bunch. There's 22 teams this year. Uh, a lot of folks you know made the leap last year, and, and through caution of the wind, they had 14 teams last year. And I think we've got 450 plus kids through, throughout the league that are fishing, and. Um, I think the coolest thing I can say, we had one event, we, we did pretty well, we got some, you know, 8th, 7th, 6th, 5th place, and the coolest thing about that night for me was a kid caught his first walleye ever, right? And, and so when we started this, we were worried, like, are we going to be taking kids who are always fishing fishing again? And then we're not. We're, get, we're, we're, we're introducing the sport to kids, and, and we're trying to make lifelong anglers, and, and so, yeah, so... That, that you know, kudos to Brainerd area for for really getting the ball rolling on that that high school fishing because it is it is it is uh, caught on and and we're we're glad to have it over in this area here. That's for sure. If people want more info on that, Eric, is there a place they can go? Yeah, uh, well, for Hardo Lakes, it's it, Facebook is probably the best place to go. Uh, Hart O Lakes Fishing League. Is, is their Facebook page. WDC, we, we have a Facebook page. It's more to communicate with parents than anybody. But, but, uh, but yeah, there's, there's a couple of resources where people can check those out. It's Eric Osberg with the Outdoor Report. If Eric want, if people want more information on you and the Ottertail area, what's the best way they can get that? Well, they can go to ottertaillakescountry.com. That is, that is our, the Ottertail Lakes Country Association website. Or they can try to find me on the Facebook or the Instagram or the Twitter or the YouTube, um, The Outdoor Report. 
uh, uh, on Instagram and, and Facebook and YouTube, and then I'm on Twitter as Eric Osberg myself. So um, we're out there. You just gotta just gotta find us. That's Eric Osberg with the Outdoor Report, and we'll have Eric on here uh, from time to time throughout the summer, keeping us updated on what's going on out in the Otter Tail area. I appreciate the time, buddy, as always, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Thanks very much, Brian. When we come back, we're going to head down to the Twin Cities Metro, talk to Brian Koshanina with Muskies and More Guide Service. He's got the latest from down there when we come back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. And back with us, we haven't chatted with uh, Brian Koshanina with Muskies and More Guide Service down in the Twin Cities Metro. We haven't chatted with him in, in a few weeks, so I thought we'd bring him back. See how things are going down there. Uh, Brian actually uh, was actually up here uh, a couple of weeks ago fishing the Cross Lake Lions tournament. Did pretty well in that. Uh, how are things down there, Brian? I, I'd imagine that like up here, we're waiting for summer to kick in. Yeah, the weather. You know, the weather's been pretty consistent, and the fishing's been actually really good, Brian. Uh, things are going really well well down here, especially crappies. Um, I've been finding them in six to eight feet. You know, the water temp really hasn't spiked. I mean, we haven't had that many sunny days out here, you know, and it, if it is sunny, it's really windy. So, uh, you know, the fish are kind of staying out on the weed lines and we're finding fish, you know, six to eight feet. And with the water temp just sticking around 71, um, the fish just really have stayed in the same place. So it's, it's, they're pretty easy to catch. Have you been trying, you've talked many times about that trolling technique that you have. Have you been trying that? Yeah, it's been it's actually been really successful this year. Um, I've done that, and I've also done a little bit of drift fishing. Um, you know, drift, you drift back and then toss out a jig and um, kind of work it back, and uh, that's been really good. And also, uh, we've been doing a little bobber fishing. I've been throwing that kind of into the mix, especially when I have kids, because they love when that bobber goes down. Um, you can get a kid to stare for, you know, 5, 10, 10 you know, minutes at that thing because they're just they're just waiting for it to get, go down. You know. And speaking of kids, you actually, you and I were talking off air. You took a girl out uh, bass fishing here not too long ago. What an experience she had! Oh yeah, yeah, that was great. Um, I actually took her. Her father had called me and uh, wanted to bring his kids out, and it was her and her two brothers. And uh, the, she was actually listening to what I was teaching her brothers on how to cast with a spinning combo. And, uh, you know, they, they were using closed space bait casters and they really wanted to learn. And she was just kind of listening in the background. And she said, Brian, you know, can, can I do that? And I'm like, sure. So I literally gave her one quick lesson because um, I was taking fish off her brother's, her brother's line. And I turned around and within two casts, she had a five pound, 19 and a half inch bass. She fought all by herself. And all I did was actually net the fish. And I mean, her eyes were just lit up. And I'm when I fish. I mean, she was fighting it and fighting it, and she brought it to the boat. She kept the rod tip up. I didn't have to tell her really anything. And she's like a little pro. And um, we, you know, we took a bunch of pictures of it, and you know, blasted it on social media, of course. And you know, uh, little Lucy is, is one happy girl, and and one proud papa in the boat too. That's for sure. So yeah, it was really great. How old was she? Seven years old. Amazing. So that you you've got an angler for life now. I, I'm I'm pretty sure I, I actually looked at her dad Doug and I'm I'm like uh, I think she's hooked. I, I don't you know and he just kind of smiled and he goes, "Yep, that was the idea." So. <laughs> and I'm sure the brothers are just a little bit jealous. 
Well, you know, it's kind of funny because they said that every time she goes fishing with them, she's the one that catches the fish. And <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I think that I actually, those guys were re- really a big help and they, they were, you know, really excited for her. So that was really cool to see. So let's talk a little bit about muskies, Brian. I, I know yeah. that's one of the big things that you are, are guiding for. And it's been interesting up here. You know, we, we've talked with Steve and Matt and some of the other guys on the show. They're really amazed here in the last seven, eight years how opener and these early months for muskies have been so good when in the past it was always late September, October, early November. Down there in the metro, are you kind of running into that same thing? Uh, well, I'm glad they're catching fish. Um, <laughs> actually, I've had a few I've had a few uh, trips so far with uh, no luck. You know, we ha- we've had some misses, we've had some follows, uh, but no hookups. And, you know, I, I think a lot of it down here has to do with um, the fact that we've had a lot of rain. Um, the weeds are really high, so, you know, um, and I'm I'm taking clients out that have never musky fish, let alone, you know, throwing a lure with a bait caster. So, you know, they're getting hooked up, and, and I'm trying to trying to teach them, you know, to, uh, uh, you know, be steady with your retrieve and, you know, different things like that. And, and unfortunately, we had a miss right at the boat, and I think it actually startled the guy because um, he, he stopped and he kind of jumped back a little bit when the fish came from underneath the boat because he was expecting it to come from behind and uh and he kind of jumped back which uh you know made the fish kind of veer off but you know um musky fishing is one of those things you know it can be hot up north and it can be you know kind of stagnant down here or vice versa or both you know and um I'm, I'm really hoping on my next trip and I'm um, doing a little pre-fishing this week uh, for a trip that I have this week and we're going to hit a few lakes and, and see where it goes from there. That is the one thing sometimes people forget. There is some really good musky fishing to be had down in the metro. Oh yeah. Yeah, we have so many lakes. I mean, I would say there's probably with within 20 minutes of downtown, there's probably, I would say, 12 to 15 trophy lakes where you could go at any time and get a trophy muskie. We're talking 50, 50 to 55 inch, 50 pound muskie, no problem. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of these lakes support big fish. Um, I know of a few um, that I guide that, uh, you know, I had that client a couple of years ago that landed that 55 and that was 49.7 pounds and that was on a on a metro lake so you don't really have to go up north to catch big ones um they are here and what do you like to throw this time of year are you top water guy uh brian or you'd like to go with something a little different i actually like to go top water um i like to go top water and just subsurface with bucktails um jerk baits uh glide baits seem to work really well um suix um that's a really good bait to throw um early season um, you know, something a little different to get their attention. Now, they're not chasing big baits right now, so you want to downsize. You want to use smaller um, smaller spinners, um, smaller bucktails, um, you know, just downsize. You don't want to bring out the big, you know, pounders and, and the, uh, you know, 15-inch uh, um, Suex. You want the small, the small ones. So they're chasing, they're chasing smaller baits right now, um, but I do prefer um havana jackpots uh jackpots uh uh whopper ploppers work really well if you can get anything with blades on the top uh you know of the water to make a good wake um that's 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 some more good um hook look lures um small uh seven inch bucktails work really well so yeah what my advice is to down downsize and uh you know um very retrieve but with downsize and I'm sure you mix in. Do you guys have some pretty decent pike fishing down there as well? 
Oh yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's it's not uncommon where we're catching big pike on on musky trips. In fact, in fact, a lot of our musky trips turn into pike trips, um, just because um, you know pike are more aggressive than musky, and they see that and it's an easy opportunity and, and a large target for them, and and they're more than happy to go after it, and we're more than happy to catch them. So it, it just more action, you know. And one last thing, Brian, walleye fishing down there, uh, some pretty good lakes to be had, and how's that been? Walleye fishing's actually been really good. Um, it, it's been an early morning, late afternoon, or late night uh, bite, later on in the in the night. Um, slip outers with uh, jigs and leashes or crawlers uh, pinched off. Um, seems to do really well. Um, finding fish anywhere from 12 to 20 feet right now. Um, fish the humps. Um, if there are any, um, we do have a few really good lakes here. Uh, White Bear Lake is one of them. Um, it's not uncommon. You know, there's a lot of structure in there, and um, there's some flat areas that, that produce a pretty decent walleye bite. So there you go. I know we have a lot of listeners that listen down in the Twin Cities metro, so we always like to keep you updated what's going on down there. That's Brian Koshanina, Muskies and More Guide Service. You can check him out at muskiesandmore.com, I believe, Brian. Is that the website? Yeah, Brian, I appreciate it, and we will uh, talk to you soon, okay? That sounds good. I'd like to also give a shout-out to the crew up in Outing, Minnesota. Uh, Gordy and Kay and the rest of the uh, rest of everybody up there listening, thank you for listening, guys. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon, Brian. You take care. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Chef Joel joins us again. Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, 371 North in Baxter. Another great venison recipe this week, uh, Joel. You know me, I love mushrooms, I love pasta, I love venison. So why not mushroom and venison pasta? Sounds awesome. It's a beautiful combination. (laughs) So we're going to take some pretty awesome venison steaks, season them up however you like, and uh, we're just going to grill those up ahead of time. Bring them up to, you could even really bring those up to a, a rare you know, and just let them sit because um, we're going to end up dicing them up and we're going to add them to our pasta. So we can dice that up, set it aside, and we'll start working on our working on our sauce. We'll take some onions and some bacon chopped up and we'll saute that off, get the bacon nice and crispy, onions kind of translucent. We'll add in some mushrooms. You know, you can kind of go with, with any kind of mushrooms you like. Uh, I made this at work with a, uh, a blue oyster mushroom, which is the really cool kind of... Uh, looks like medusa almost mushroom it's really crazy (laughs) we made it with that um any kind of mushroom you like a button a cremini whatever you have so add some of those chopped up into our into our uh onions and bacon a little bit of garlic let that cook down add in some sherry cooking wine let that reduce down a little bit by half add in some heavy cream let that cook down and finally we'll add in our diced up venison just to bring that up to temperature, kind of bring that to a you know a medium rare once you get in there if it starts out rare. And then we're going to add in some uh, cooked pasta. Any pasta of choice will, will work out great. I think a, a penne would be really nice in there. And we'll just uh, serve that up, a little Parmesan on top. It's good to go. I think Matt Brewer would find this recipe awesome because he's got a whole bunch of morels that he had been picking. So That would be perfect. Yeah, so this is something I'm sure Matt will be all over. And... You're the expert when it comes to cooking, but I will weigh in on this. You had mentioned, you know, maybe cook those venison, you know, when you're grilling them rare. Because yeah, because the, the more they're going to dry out quick. If you bring it to a mid-rare, a medium, 
the more it sits, it's it's going to lose its juices. You dice it up, add it to your pasta, it's it's going to be tough. There. There you go. If you want to give it a try, head to our website, BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com, and you can try mushroom and venison pasta. Chef Joel, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, 371 North. Thanks, Joel. Thank you, Brian. And that will wrap up this week's show. And, of course, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5 right here on B93.3. You can also stream the show live if you're out of town or away from your radio. BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com is where you want to go for that. Click on the Listen Live tab as well as check out our sponsors page while you're there. And you can also check us out all over the podcast networks, wherever you download podcasts. Search Brainerd Outdoors. And uh, give us a like, a rate, and a review. We'd appreciate that as well. And subscribe, too. I will see you next weekend for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors. I'm Brian Moon. Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by The Power Lodge, SCR Northern, Thielen Meats, Tracker Boating Center, Vimer Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Liveax Marine in Isle, S&W Bait and Tackle, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Freedom Firearms, Newman Construction, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, Your Ice Castle Dealer in Pine River, Crow Wing Recycling, Canvas Tech, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, SPR Motorsports and Marine, and by Red your truck accessory pros join brian moon saturday mornings at seven sunday evenings at seven and monday mornings at five right here on b93.3